magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. You people disgust me. Hammer and Nigel. My name is Nigel. Hammer's over there. Last night, Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, GOP, a candidate for president, joining Tommy Laren, longtime friend of the Hammer Nigel show, on her Outkick program. This was more of a it was like more of a long form type right. of chat, right? This wasn't like a five minutes. Hey, we've got Ron DeSantis here. This was a long conversation. Uh, normally, you don't see Ron DeSantis doing these types of long form chats. Based on the polling numbers, maybe he should. I don't know. Uh, but here, I thought this was interesting. We've talked about this a lot. How bad Republicans are when it comes to ballot harvesting, mail-in votes, uh, the places where it's legal. You have to do the things that the Democrats are doing. Here's Ron DeSantis talking about that. But my view on this is we've got to fight the fight the way the Democrats are. We will have a ballot harvesting operations in the key states where it's legal when I'm the nominee. I am not going to sit back and let them rack up votes and then tell our folks not to compete on the same level. So we're going to have Zuckerbucks where it's allowed. And I think most of your viewers know Zuckerbucks is actually private money to election offices where you then send people in and then they use the election office effectively for a get out the vote effort for your team. It's not the way you want to run elections. Don't get me wrong. If I can wave a magic wand, I get rid of it in every state. But where it's legal, we've got to do that. So you, I can pledge to folks, we're not going to fight with one hand tied behind our back. We're going to exploit all areas to be able to deliver um, an election victory. And I think that that's very, very important. We're also going to be on the front end doing legal challenges when that's appropriate. I think what happened in 2020, they started filing a lot of these lawsuits after the election. By that time, it's too late. You've got to be very forward leaning on this um, and you got to lean in on it. Well, good. That's really the first time I've heard anybody actually talk about that. Uh, maybe I've missed it somewhere, but ballot harvesting essentially is a coordinated effort from organizations to collect absentee voters' ballots and then they drop them off at the polling place or election offices right it's basically you it's, fill it out for him drop yeah. it off for him there you go now donald trump if you remember he said he doesn't want any help with that because he his angle is right they're it going was, to cheat anyway so i think both guys can be right here um i think you absolutely have to try but do i think the democrats are going to try to cheat anyway sure but i would at least rather the candidate try as opposed to just saying, yes. no, nope, yeah. nope, we're not going to do it. If you want to mail in early, that's fine. If you want a ballot harvest, be my guest. But we're not going to have a coordinated effort here. I wish Trump would kind of turn the other cheek when it comes to that uh, discussion. Uh, last night, Ron DeSantis talking to Tommy Lahren on the subject of Bidenomics. Bidenomics means you pay more for everything in life. And if you look at the difference between when he took office and now, how much does it cost to get a mortgage? Interest rates are, are significantly higher. How much is your grocery bill? How much does it cost to buy a new car? So all the staples of life have are increasingly becoming unaffordable for, for average Americans. And it's a direct result 
of bad federal policy, borrowing and printing trillions of dollars, the Fed printing trillions of dollars over the last few years. He's kneecapping American domestic energy industry. He's trying to do things like DEI and ESG in the economy, which is not good for opportunity or not good for growth. And he's trying to force everybody into an electric vehicle. So all that means is it's going to increasingly be more difficult for the average family to make ends meet. And so my as, as president, we're going to rip up all of Biden's economic policies um, and we're going to restore the economy to something where people can actually succeed again. I know the economy is really important, but DeSantis talking about kneecapping the energy industry, which Joe Biden did on day one of his, you know, the day after his inauguration signed, uh, you know, canceling oil leases, uh, pipelines canceled, you know, attacking fossil fuels. That was his campaign promise. We're going to get rid of coal. We're going to get rid of fossil fuels. No, (laughs) no, you're not, first of all. And second of all, I mean, we were the world's leader in energy exporting, exporting hammer. And now we're going hat in hand to the Saudis and OPEC to, you know, open the spigots a little more. That's my number one issue going into the uh, election next year. So as Ron DeSantis was speaking to Tommy last night, uh, Donald Trump making plans to rally in Iowa again tomorrow, Friday night rally in Iowa. And it seems like everything's going well for the big bad orange man right now. His fundraising has gone through the roof. Donald Trump pulled in more than $35 million in the second quarter. That figure is about twice the $18.8 million that he raised during the first quarter of this year. So the more drama there is with Donald Trump, the more indictments, the more this, the more that, people pump in money. Now, we don't have the financials of DeSantis yet. Has it really turned anything in outside of that first 24 hours where he launched his campaign, where he raised $8.2 million? Not bad. Not bad, uh, but man, Trump pulling in $35 million in the second quarter. Now, the question becomes, are they going to find a way to take that money and have it end up in some sort of pack that ultimately could help pay for some of his legal fees coming up? Because there's going to be a lot of legal fees uh, coming up. The poll from the state of Tennessee, this just came out. And again, I'm not somebody that's into national polls. I don't care about national polls because that's not how we pick the president. State polls is how we pick the president. And Tennessee is a pretty reliable red state. But I was just curious as to what the primary looked like. Donald Trump leads Ron DeSantis by 49 points. (laughs) 49 points in the volunteer state of Tennessee. Whoa. That's a big number. So we were talking about this off air, Nige. When are some of these also rans going to realize the dream is over? Like uh like Chris Christie. Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, uh Man, is she an Doug. also you consider her an also ran? Yeah. Nikki Haley? Yeah, she's Absolutely. polling so low for her. Pence. I would I don't know if I consider Pence an also ran. Is it the it's, first it's, debate? It's, it's, like after the first debate. Yeah. If everybody is still polling in the single digits, is that when it's time to say, you know what, we're done? Or do you ride that bad boy out through Iowa? Because the first debate's coming up in August, but then that's a long time until the Iowa caucuses. So are you going to keep that campaign 
alive. I say that just, long? just you just never know what could happen because Trump was Trump's numbers in 2015 and 2016 were single digits, and then he somehow exploded, caught fire, and just and just rode off into the sunset with that presidency. And I just think, yeah, after one debate, probably not. But you know, the further we get, you know, when's when's Iowa? Uh, early well, next till, year, right? Yeah, 2024 yeah. in January, I believe. And that's a long time. But if I remember correctly, Donald Trump did start gaining momentum after that first debate. The moment that he called out Megyn Kelly from the very get-go, made that Rosie O'Donnell joke, uh, his poll numbers started yeah. to go up. The more outrageous he became, the higher the poll numbers went. So I'm wondering... Mike Pence isn't going to be outrageous. Nikki Haley's not going to be outrageous. So after that first debate, if they're still, you know, at five, six, eight percent, at what point do you say we're going to stop wasting our donors' money here and we're going to pack it up, pack it in, and endorse somebody else? Time to consolidate.